Welcome to the It Came From The Basement podcast, brought to you by Tourworthy.com. My name is Jordan, and I interview the bands still grinding it out in bars and basements to talk about the various DIY scenes from around the country and how it affected their lives. What's going on, everyone? This is Jordan from It Came From The Basement, brought to you by Tourworthy.com. Today, I have the pleasure of coming to you not live, but from the touring van of Chicago, goth wave, screamo, post-metal, all of it, outfit, Bleached Cross. How's everyone doing tonight? We're chilling. Yeah, doing good, doing oh, good. Waiting to play at fucking one in the morning at St. Vitus. Woo-woo! <laughs> we love the after party at Vitus. Yes. So let's go around the room. Everyone can introduce themselves, say what they do for the band. Cool. Uh, my name is Zach. I'm the lead vocalist, and I'm one of the guitar players. Hey, I'm Alex. Uh, I play guitar as well and do some backup vocals. I'm Nick. I play drums. Hell yeah. So, I guess to start, Bleach Cross is kind of like a super group of sorts because all of you had other bands that you were touring with for a while and you're kind of all just coming together to do kind of a like a very refreshing and new sound. So I was kind of wondering what drew you all to one another to start doing this particular project, coming from other backgrounds, other relationships with other bandmates, just what brought you all together? Sure, so um, so me and Alex were previously in a band together uh, based out of Chicago called Forfeit, and we played with Frail Body, I think it was one of their, it might have been their actual first show under that name. Uh, played at a skate park with them out in DeKalb. Uh, kind of stayed in touch with them. Ended up doing like a weekend tour with them uh, right around the summer before our band like became inactive. I moved out to San Diego in 2017. So they played, we did a weekender with them and then they played our final show with us in September of that year. Uh, and we just like, kind of like when we did that weekender, we hit it off and really enjoyed each other's company and stayed in like pretty close touch since then. Um, and then, so flash forward to me living in California, uh, I was playing with some people out there, had kind of a hard time getting like a band, like actually going with like some traction. Um, just like the music scene out there is like very small and insular. Finding a practice space in San Diego is like so 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 difficult everything's like super expensive or like just not like viable as a practice space um and so i ended up reaching back out to alex who i've known since college uh and we came up with the idea of like trying to make something work via like file sharing and Mm -hmm. so our first two demos that are out are the result of like me and him writing basically via like the internet and like text message and like video messages uh, i we would basically work on stuff that way and then alex would lay down all the music at his apartment and he sent it to me with a microphone in the mail uh and i would <laughs> record my vocal lines in san diego and then he like mixed everything and we just kind of self-released that stuff and then in 2020 when COVID happened i got laid off out in san diego ended up moving back to chicago and uh we were still kind of keeping things going. And then at that point, actually, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So <laughs> Frail Body was on tour in Long Beach with Modern Color, like literally the week before COVID happened. So I drove up there on a Sunday to go see them. And Long Beach is like hour and a half drive from San Diego um, and showed them like what me and Alex had been working on. And they were like pretty into it. Uh, and then then I got laid off, ended up moving home that summer. And uh, yeah, once I was back that summer, they kind of all like independently hit 
us up and were like, yo, we want to like try playing with you guys. Um, we were kind of planning on this being like a studio project maybe where mm-hmm. like we could have like homies jump in in the studio and fill in on like instruments for like recording purposes. But I don't think me or Alex planned on this ever being like a live band thing. Like we were like, we'd be perfectly happy if this was just like a studio like project. Uh, and then yeah, everyone like was not really working much during COVID uh, in the frail body camp. So they had a bunch of like spare time. So we just started meeting up uh, once a week to jam and write. They live about an hour and a half away from us. Me and Alex live in Chicago. Frail body dudes live in Rockford. Um, And yeah, that whole year we just worked on writing what ended up being uh, the record and we recorded it that summer. Awesome. So then I guess my follow question to that is like with the songwriting process, um, you're all coming from like a screamo hardcore background, if I'm correct, right? A little bit, yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what was the challenge going into more of a synth-driven, hook-driven, kind of softer genre with the writing process, but then also injecting that like aggression and like hardness into it? Because I know you guys said in that interview with Idiotech that you wanted to specifically make it so that you couldn't differentiate the hardcore part from the goth part. Yeah. You wanted it all to be homogenous. Yeah. So how, what was that writing process like? I mean, I think uh, part of that spawned from just like Zach and I being long distance when, it, when the project started and being like, we've been like in different bands together and stuff. So we just had this good like writing partnership where we like wanted to keep that going. And it just, you know, without other members, it made sense to kind of do more like electronic drums when we were sending those files back and forth. Mm. So that kind of pointed us in a little bit of a direction where we're like, why don't we like, we both like synthy, you know, like post-punk and, you know, dark wave type bands and stuff like that. Like, why don't we like explore that a little bit? Uh, And then I don't know, as far as, like, injecting the heavier elements into it, it seems like, it's kind of like, um, a lot of that post-punk and dark wave stuff, it's kind of like bummer, like, dark, kind of, like, spooky music, and Mm -hmm. I, it's kind of, so it's not as much of, like, wanting to make it, like, heavy, like, like, metal or something, but just, like, you know, some of those, like, like, some of those black metal vocals or something just sound like weird, tortured, dark, like, you know, scary sounds and stuff, you know, like, can we, like, incorporate things like that and kind of create this atmospheric like dark kind of spooky vibe all scary cathedral sounds yeah you know kind of exploring that sort of stuff and it kind of like i don't know we were just kind of messing with it and it was like we thought it kind of worked and we're we're just kind of like trying to try new stuff and so i don't know i I, we thought it kind of worked and just kind of went with it and tried to develop it from there but that was kind of like the idea and then as far as like not wanting it to we didn't want it to be like gimmicky of like we're playing the post-punk dancey part and then oh here comes the breakdown you know we didn't want it to be like that we wanted it to be like kind of like no this is just the whole vibe of the music is that it's just kind of like dark oppressive like kind of spooky music but with like a dance beat behind it kind of and just take that to the extreme yeah yeah we we initially tried writing just more straightforward like post-punk parts and we that's like our first like kind of like stumbling block we ran into and we were both like we don't know how to like write this with it <laughs> sounding like authentic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it like felt like it was very much like forcing it to sound a certain way. And so I think what we ended up doing was like, okay, let's like take the like drum aspect of that type of music and let's like play the type of guitar lines we like know how to write, but like maybe structuring it and playing it in a way that is more in that like genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's kind of when we were able to kind of unlock the sound we're going for is like 
Oh yeah, like these are like guitar lines that if you play them a different way, it could sound like it's in like a screamo band or like a like '90s emo band. But if mm-hmm. you're playing it with like a certain certain like attitude, I guess for like lack of a better term, um, it, it I, I guess like to, at least to my ears, I'm like, oh, this like sounds like it fits in with that without trying to sound like we are just trying to like totally copy like you know some other band or just doing like total worship of like one specific like group yeah yeah you bring the like pre-existing flavors into the new sound under like a new guise under a new kind of yeah. like positioning all right cool so i guess from the cheat sheets okay so <laughs> uh for zach you mentioned that thought sees was a before and after kind of song mm-hmm. kind of processing an event in your life through two different kind of thought processes. Yeah, yeah. So then, um, so my question to you is, what is that corresponding forfeit song? And has that song changed for you based on what you found in writing Thoughtseize? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, so um, the song that I guess it's in, like, response to or that I was, like, thinking about when I was writing that one was the first track on... Our last album uh, called Perennial, the track is called Remains, um, and uh, it, I don't know if it changed like my relationship with what I wrote about from the first song, but it was definitely something where being a couple years removed of like writing about that and kind of like revisiting it, I thought it'd be an interesting idea to like, because I, I had never previously kind of like reflected back on like something I'd like previously written and tried to kind of like expand on it. Um, at least like in my previous experience, it was always kind of just like we're writing like an EP or an album and I'm like, here's the stuff that I'm kind of like working with, with each song. So this was like the first time I really did that. And, um, I'm sorry. Uh, what was, (laughs) what was the like second part of that question? So I was going to, um, the question was, has that first song mm. changed for you oh. depending on what you, uh, like corresponding to what you found writing Thoughtseize? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think I still enjoy that first song, but obviously as like a person, you like change, like experiences happen that make you like grow your perspective shift. So I definitely, um, you know, I, I do not like relate to that original song in the same way anymore. Like I think like Thoughtseize was kind of a cool, like, I guess like bookend to like the thought that I like started with that one. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like, like I still enjoy that song. Like, obviously we're not like an active band anymore, so it's not, um, you know, I'm, we're not like playing you're not, like, writing a consistent canon? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of just, like, yeah, it was, like, I was trying to figure out, like, where to, like, or, like, what to do with this band lyrically. So, like, the first thing I thought of with that song was I was, like, I think I started writing some lines, and I was, like, oh, it'd be, like, cool if I, like, took, like, some of the imagery from that song and, like, kind of expanded on that, on, like, you know, where, like, my mind is at now versus, like, when I wrote that. And that's kind of what, like, kicked that off. And then, like... That was really the the only song I did that with. And then, like, everything after that, I, like, actively tried to, like, use inspiration from, like, sources I had not previously, like, tapped into to, like, write lyrics for, like, everything else with this band. So that was very much, like, I think that was the first song I wrote lyrics for with this this project. And then after that, I tried to kind of, like, expand out from there. That was kind of, like, my stepping stone of, like, trying to figure out, like, where I wanted to start from, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was like one of the first songs we we. That was one of the first songs we did with with this project. So, 
I could see that being like the like the bridging idea. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So also in like doing my research, I saw in that Idiotech article that you mentioned some nerddom that I am also very passionate about, specifically Silent Hill 2 oh, yeah. and how that played. And so I'm just curious as to how Silent Hill 2, like literally my band has a song called Flesh Lip because <laughs> me and my guitarist love that game. But um, we... Uh, so how has Silent Hill 2 like played a role kind of in your songwriting? And would you say that each of these songs kind of like is your own representative creature, like how James Mason manifests all these things related to him? That's a cool <laughs> question. Um, no, so I guess without going too in-depth as to like what each song is about or kind of like what triggered like the writing process for each thing, there's definitely like two songs on this album that draw from like the same material and when i started working on the lyrics for uh suffer is the song in particular that i i associate very heavily with that um a lot of the imagery in that song came to me thinking about how like obviously spoiler alerts for if you haven't played this game before <laughs> you've been warned main, yeah the main character is like tortured by these like essentially like metaphorical like demons in this town for like killing his wife and like blocking that memory uh from his from his own memory so he's like going back and like eventually throughout the game realizes like what he actually did versus what he thought he did so um i really took a lot of inspiration from the idea of like being tortured by these like metaphysical like creatures as like not necessarily like not like uh obviously in that game it's like penance for like what he did and like my idea was like to feel one specific type of like emotion uh you have to also experience like the opposite effect of that and so i really like the idea of like these like creatures like kind of like punishing you uh and like torturing you uh to like uh as like a just the kind of like as a manifest yeah just kind of as like a stand-in of like okay well like you know you have to experience this because like you got to have this other thing before it um again without like I, I guess like I want people to be able to like interpret things their own way without going to like into detail with yeah. everything but um yeah so I was very I was very like into that idea of like yeah, just like having like these things like essentially like punish you uh, as like <laughs> for, for for something you've experienced or something you've done, and um, same with like Hellraiser, like yeah. and then like both of those things. I think like as soon as I started thinking about them and was writing the lyrics, like that was one of the songs that like those and we've talked about this at practice before. Like I think like those lyrics I wrote them and like had to do very few revisions on them, and it just like came out like as soon as I had that like inspiration in mind, it like made writing super easy and it just came out like almost like effortlessly and that's obviously not the case with like a lot of shit we've done where like you have to like right now we're like working on some new stuff and like for the past like three months I like have not been able to crack like (laughs) getting the lyrics and like the melody right for like one of the newer songs but sometimes like some of them just kind of like come to you and that was one that just came like super easy and I remember like the first practice we played it all together like where I did vocals I was like oh this is like this is the single on the album, like, without a doubt. Yeah. Hell yeah. So then, what can you tell us about the uh, the new album coming down the way? How far 
How far are you into it? <laughs> Not very far at all. So we've, yeah, yeah. Because we, I know this this one just came out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously during COVID, we had the luxury of being able to meet up a lot more regularly because three-fifths of our band are in Frail Body. Uh, our drummer, Nick, is also in another band called Pains. So he's like, you know, now basically once shows have become like a thing again, uh, everyone's a lot busier than they were during COVID. And then with them living so far away from us, meeting up for practice as regularly has been a little more difficult. Um, so typically the way we work with writing is like me and it's usually Alex will come up with a lot of the guitar lines first. I'll work on stuff with him. We both live in Chicago and pretty close to each other. So we'll kind of like flesh out the skeleton of a song and then show it to the rest of the band. And mm -hmm. then we'll kind of jam on it and kind of figure it out from there. So uh, right now we have a couple new songs in the works with the full band. We have a lot of other ones like in our shared like Dropbox folder that we want to like attack this year. But um, yeah, I think our plans for 2023 are to hopefully put out like one or two splits and maybe like a two or three song EP. Uh, and then with the idea being hopefully that will uh, give us enough time to kind of source material that we think makes the most sense together as our next like larger release, whether it's like a five or six song EP or another full length. Yeah. So yeah, probably like singles this, this year, hopefully, or splits or like little things. And then, yeah, like Zach said, like a, a longer thing, maybe in 2024, end of 2024 or something like that would be, that'd be great. But right now we're focusing on, yeah, getting some like some stuff done for some splits and some singles and just get little little stuff out there keep the ball rolling you know yeah and i mean honestly like a big chunk of like what we spent time doing too is like learning how to like be a live band and like i feel like we're still just like i think we're starting to like kind of get everything like dialed in but like obviously writing and recording is very different than like playing live so mm -hmm. once we recorded the album and like we could start playing shows pretty much all we've been doing this past year is just like playing together, prepping for shows, booking shows, and just kind of trying to like refine that process. So yeah, writing has definitely like taken a little bit of a backseat this year, but ever since the album has like come out now, we're, we're kind of trying to like get back in the swing of things with that. Nice. So like what challenges did you find like transitioning the studio music into a live setting? Like playing it live? Because I know in my experience, MIDI is a tricky fucker that I've tried to work with and very rarely agrees with me. And I don't know if that's the kind of synth work you guys are rolling with, but like, what kind of, what kind of stuff? Um, I'm gonna let Alex handle that question because I think he can, <laughs> he can field that one better than me, probably. <laughs> so and Nick's here too. And so yes, I would say yeah. one of the one of the big things was figuring out because we started out doing everything with the like the drum machine, or you know like sequence. It wasn't an actual drum machine, but on my computer, you know, like making mm -hmm. drum parts. Um, and you know, transitioning from using like purely electronic drums on some of the the first demos and things we put out to doing uh, stuff with Nick, uh, you know, just figuring out how those drums should sound live. Obviously, a live drummer doesn't sound the same as a drum machine. Or there's like, what what things do we want to have be like kind of like samples playing in the background of you know like electronic clanking sounds and stuff like that versus like actual drums playing and. So I think we, we ended up stripping some of the electronic drums back a little bit for the for the live show so that Nick could just like play the main main beats and stuff. Yeah, it's been I mean even with like writing the new stuff, it's it's trying to figure out what we want me to play in the studio and more of like also figuring out like what electronically we want to have over the top. Mm -hmm. So I'm not overplaying certain parts. And it's not like a super struggle, it's just more of 
how we want the song to go. So it's not a, it's not too terrible to figure out. I think on like the earlier stuff because we like basically wrote everything, like demoed it out like kind of electronically, and then came at in as like a full band to like flesh it out and work on it. So that was a little bit more of like, oh okay, well what do, what is this actually gonna sound like? Whereas maybe we're gonna hopefully be more conscious about that moving forward to like actually plan ahead on that like of like what parts we want to sound electronic or which which effects or things can be um, you know triggered or, or yeah. running on like a sample track versus which things are going to be on like an actual like acoustic drum set um, so that's that's something and then synth too I mean I think some of it was like we would on the demos like have a lot of synth lines going and then like Lowell our synth player he's not here but you know he can't play like three or four different synth lines yeah. at once so like how do we you know figure out what he's gonna play and he's done a pretty good job of like you know paring that down to like what he's doing and um which things we have just kind of like running in the background or stuff like that so it's it, it took a little bit of time but i think we've got at least on the songs for the the album that we're like playing now i think we've got it pretty like honed in of of what works live and are hopefully going to be able to take that on these new songs to like you know build off of that and, and take it to the you know, take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, I think like just keep uh, grinding. Yeah, I think like I think the LP is very much like a like a first a first attempt at like what we're trying to hone in on, and I'm I, I think everyone else is very happy. I know I personally I like I'm very happy with how it turned out. Um, but with that being said, I think there's still like refinements that we can figure out as we go, and it still is very much a thing that we are like figuring it out as we go like for yeah. lack of a better term um but yeah it was definitely like a learning curve going from a two-person electronic like file sharing like demo type vibe to like a five-person like band you know yeah yeah, yeah no it's uh <clears throat> it's two different worlds but so i guess my last and final question we already talked you guys are working on some new music mm-hmm. do you have anything else coming on maybe maybe another run of shows some stuff going on in Chicago, maybe? Um, actually, so yeah, no, right now our, our calendar's pretty open after this tour. We are trying to record, hopefully in April, I think our is our, like, game plan right now. Um, we definitely want to, we're going to hopefully try to line up some kind of longer touring this summer. Uh, when myself and Alex have time off work. Um, and basically... Yeah, uh, we we want to try to get out and play whenever we can based around everyone else's touring schedules and commitments. So, um, yeah, hopefully this summer we'll have a run. We don't have anything, like, set in stone yet. Uh, we have a couple bands we are trying to talk to about splits. We haven't, like, fully gotten that, like, hammered out yet, but um, we're hoping this next batch of songs we record, we will be able to, like, have some kind of announcement of what we're doing with them, like, in the in the coming months. Nice. Yeah. And you shot one of those bands as Porcupine? Uh, no, but they were sick. We played a we played a show with them I got uh, a, semi-recently. One of my good friends used to play bass in that band. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they played, uh, we played with them in October, and they were, what were they, a th- three or four piece at that show? But it was, like, oh, one yeah, of their, like, dude. guitar players was, like, filling in on, vo- like, they were, like, down, like, one or two members, yeah. and it was still, like, a sick show. Yeah, um, yeah. But it sounds like they're like kind of like spread out over like multiple different states. But we yeah. just played with a band in Ohio that's doing a show with them. Like, I think pretty. They, I think it was maybe even like this week or something. It was it like, like Dirty Dungarees? Yeah, it's like Grip Hook, yeah, Wasp Factory, or maybe it was Anteater. I forget which. But yeah, a lot that, of bug bands. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Hopefully, just more touring on the horizon and. Uh, 
releasing like a handful of tracks this year and uh, just keeping on going as much as we can, I guess. Hell yeah. Well, you heard it here first. More music from Bleached Cross on the way. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time, for hanging out, talking, answering my nerdy questions. Yeah, thanks for coming in the van. And I'm looking forward to seeing you all soon. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hopefully before tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This has been It Came From The Basement, Torworthy.com, signing off.